You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Cake. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Al Mega, and welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, folks, I'm honored. I am hosting one of my fellow crusaders. I am so proud of this crusader because he started his journey as a reviewer. Then he became a podcaster creating amazing shows and undercover capes. And now he's doing the same for Comic Crusaders. But then, folks, my homie, my brother from another mother, took the step to become an independent comic creator. He created his own studio called Tidal Wave, T-Y-D-A-L Wave, right? All the way from Australia. Let me present to you my big homie from the Year Nagwepa Show, the host of Think Indie Podcast, the host of the Sundercast, the creator of Flipside Focus, my one and only good friend, Mr. Shane Dodgy Tideman. Hey, what up, my big brother? How you doing? I'm very good, and I really appreciate the intro. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> actually, I'm not used to it. I'm still adjusting, and being on the other side of the fence, being the interviewee, not the ver, um, I'm actually kind of weird about it, but again, thank you for hey, having me. It. No, no, no problem, but my brother, thank you for taking time out of your busy day, because I know you do a lot as you manage other shows for Comic Crusaders on the cover with Apes and, and doing what you do with this whole universe that you're creating within Tidal Wave. So just a kudos and a shout out to you. I love you, my brother. I'm very proud of you, for real, and I mean that a honey. As my fellow co-host from Yana, I wept, but I'm like, I couldn't be happier to see you because with my big homie Paul, also another fellow creator from ASAP mm-hmm. Imagination. So, my kiddo, origin story, for people that just don't know, for don't know, and they cannot tell from the accent. Tell everybody <laughs> where you're from and how you got acclimated into this wonderful culture that is coming. Well, okay, let me just start off. So, I was born in Australia, moved to New Zealand when I was about, I think, three months oh, old. Wait a minute, I didn't know that. You lived in New Zealand for a minute? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I grew oh, up in New Zealand. My mom's a Kiwi. I have the... um. A moko. So, um, yeah, I'm originally from New Zealand. I saw that too, that tattoo again. And, and what does that mean? So this is a moko. So this is not just a leaf, as one would think so, because it is shaped like a silver fern. And a silver fern is like, you know, you think of the Canadian maple leaf. So it's a leaf in New Zealand. If you flip it upside down, it's actually silver. One side oh, green, wow. underneath the silver. So it's a famous um, leaf of in course. New Zealand. And if you can, like, if you can get a closer look there, so the yes, tattoo yeah. artist drew it with a moko, uh, with a, sorry, with a sharpie. He actually drew it with a sharpie first, and then he went over it with the Indian ink. Um, okay. But it's not your traditional tattoo because it comes in like a, it comes more like a jackhammer type of um, incision, so it's very, very painful. Because oh, it's treated okay. like a tribal. It's a so tribal tattoo. Was Dodgy in tears, does that mean? 
<laughs> no, put it this way. People thought I had a broken arm. I was like this in a sling. <laughs> so I couldn't oh, do anything with this arm. Yeah, it was so painful. Um, oh, <laughs> for about a day or two, I, I looked like I had a broken arm. Yeah, so in telling my story, I moved back to Australia when I was nine years old because um, my father's mother was sick. And I think my mother wanted to move to Australia as well. So, yeah, we came to Australia when I was nine. And, you know, it took a while to get rid of the accent. I still have a little bit of it. And people do, people from New Zealand do pick it up that I still carry a, a, a small inkling of the accent. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, and my introduction to comics is kind of weird because I knew, I've known of Batman. I love the Batman movie, the 89 movie, Dick Tracy as well. I knew oh, the Dick Tracy comic strips from the newspapers. And my very first comic, believe it or not, will be 30 years, I believe, this month. Oh, you've been a fan for 30 years. Yes, it will be 30 Story years. your age, kiddo. Exactly, 30 years. My very first comic book, I've got to give a massive shout-out, is Amazing Spider-Man number 361. Oh, wow. Uh, the first, first, and unfortunately, it's now a very hot book because it is the first appearance of Carnage. I would have rather it just be like a standard, no, no, no special character, no first app. Because when I see that comic, like I just feel like I'm looking at like a baby photo or something, you know. Yeah, it's, I hear you, man. Is that yeah, my Chris star? Thank God I, I I I put that in the frame, and then I found the original run, so I have it twice now. My original and a nice looking copy. <laughs> yes, that's right. I kind of did the same, and I had Mark Bagley sign it, but I didn't have my, enough money to get him to not... Um, a shout-out to Big Paul right there, the, the CEO of ASAP Imagination, an amazing independent label right there. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Um, look, and, and yeah, first appearance of um, Carnage was my very first comic book. So people Good said, thing. oh, you know, it's a, it's a book that's you know, going to make me lots of money if I flip it, first app of Carnage. But for me, it's more like that was my very first comic book, so it holds a lot more than it's just being... It's sentimental, brother, I feel you. Oh, 100%. I yes. Feel. So I got to ask here, my brother. So when you lay eyes on that issue, was that mm -hmm. something you found on your own or, or did your parents take you someplace or were you hanging out? How did you find this <laughs> book that, so, that, that just turned you on to this culture? Yeah, look... um. I remembered a kid in school, I think I was in, um, I was 13, so it was in um, year seven, so first year of, of high school, but I believe in the US you would call that middle school, yes. so it was like that age, um, and I saw a, a kid a bit older, and he was like holding what looked like a black spider man, and I was like, far out, but I think... I was just walking by, and I was just like, wow, a black Spider-Man. Like, that looks really cool. Like, what the hell? Spider-Man has a yeah. black suit? <laughs> yeah, and then I heard the word Venom, and I just heard that, and that was it. And that was about a year later. I was uh, with my mother. This was my first time picking up the comic book. I was with my mom, and she was doing her grocery shopping, and she said, oh, you know, just walk around, but don't get lost. You know, come back to me when you're done. And I was like looking around. I went into the newsagent or the newsstand and I saw this comic book and I had a dollar eighty. That's how much the book was at the time. I remember exactly how much I paid for it. A dollar eighty. I had, you know, some you know, I wasn't spending all my lunch money, so I bought it, right? And I bought that in another um comic book I think it was um 
uh, Marvel Tales, The Adventures of Spider-Man, which had the old school, okay. the OG, uh, Ditko art. And I remember reading both and I was like, oh, I'm not a big fan of this comic book because it was Ditko. You know how you look at um, old grainy movies when you were like, in your 12? Yeah, you have a different sort of appreciation to comic books or to even to movies. You you can't, like, when I was a kid, I could never watch a black and white TV show or movie. You know what I mean? But when you get older, you kind of, like, respect the art and then you become a more appreciative, a bit more mature. So the same thing happened with Ditko, and I was like, oh, I'm not a big fan. But Mark Bagley, Spider-Man number 361, like, oh, yes, yes. holy crap, that was like... That's the OG, son. I read the I read that book front and back and back again. I read that book so many times. You read the shit out of it. I I mean, pretty it much. It looks as bad as this, right? I mean, if you still kept it, this is my first. I mean, look at the spine <laughs> on that shit. I said it's like I think mine was worse because I tried to restaple it because I wanted to make ah, it um, last longer. Oh my yeah. god, you restapled it on your own? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy, oh, if, someone, if someone were to buy that, they'll be like, no! Like, they would, if they see that copy, they'll probably slap you like Will Smith and Chris Rock. My gosh. Exactly. And I also ticked all the boxes of all the other comic books that you could buy because I thought oh it was like god. a checklist. Oh not my a, god. No, not a shipping list. You so. did that? Oh my god. Yeah. I would have killed yeah, so, you with a friend. I told you, anyone who were to buy this thinking. It was a hot book would kill me. Um, yeah, but that's, that's the thing. Cool. I love that book so much. All right. So, yeah. so talk about that, um, your journey. Mm-hmm. So here you are, you're a comic book fan. Mm-hmm. And now, um, when did the spark come for you? Oh, actually, you know, even before we get into that, actually, did you find a what you will, a, a tribe or a clique in Australia that were fans of the same? Or, or were you mostly, like, kind of lonely in your fandom? Um, I was a kind of a loner, but then the X-Men, the animated series came out. And when X-Men, the animated series came out, they actually had little adverts for comic book shops. And to be honest with you, okay. bro, there were only, like, three in Sydney. Oh, At the shit. moment, there are only two in Sydney. So at the oh, time, right, at the time, they had an advertisement that, uh, um, to to buy comics. But I wasn't buying comic books from the comic book shop because, to be honest, I lived kind of far from where okay. the shops were or just had no idea. My parents wouldn't – I wouldn't go to my parents, oh, can you take me to the comic book and shop? And then pre-license years, I suppose, right? Yeah, and at the, and at the um, news agents, I just made it a habit of every weekend I just visit the, the, the news agent because – when I so when the time came every Saturday morning was like <laughs> it was like heaven like heaven just Daz is waking up at six a.m. and waiting until he waiting for his mom for breakfast and then he would just run out. Oh, more like just wait for my father to give me money to buy his newspaper. <laughs> yeah, where's my what fucking allowance? <laughs> yeah, he gave me money to buy his newspaper. So I'll be coming back with his newspaper and comic books. But I became a, such a regular that the guys working at the um, like as a, as a newsstand or news agent would actually make it look presentable, oh, and they knew yeah. and they knew that I'd be coming because you know I lived in a crime riddled area. The crime was kind of rampant. Like we were in yeah. the most dangerous city in Australia Crazy. where I grew up. Yeah, wow. and had to have kids like myself just go there just to be innocent and buy comic books. 
you know, it was, it, and they treated me well. And I remember one time I, oh, I kind of like, I think there was an extra book name the stop. Please name the stop. Oh. We'll give them a shout out. Do you remember the See, name? The thing the is, I kind of remember what it was called. But oh, it was, ah, seriously, I don't even well, remember. To do that, you know, whoever you are, thank you for doing that. Yeah, you inspired yeah. my homie here. You, you, you it really, it really did. I'll tell you one story. So I actually bought an extra comic book, and I actually didn't have enough money to buy my dad's newspaper. And the guy's like, uh, so no newspaper? And I was like, oh. put one of the books back and buy your father's newspaper. That's what he said to me. I was like, oh, you see, I would have been different. I'm like, I'm going to give it to you, but I need you to come back within the day for the newspaper money. I would have given you a chance to, to earn some money yeah. to, to bring it back. I'll let you take the bill yeah. before somebody else buys it. Uh, otherwise, I would. you know what, though? Even for your loyalty, I may have rewarded you. Like, you know what? You come here all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what? Take it this time. Yes. But, you know, I was young. Like, I, I know, also, too, I wasn't really one to swindle anybody. I just thought... You know, maybe I could do something at home and then go back and get a save to my father. Oh, yeah. I forgot to get the newspaper. Grab an extra 20 cents and then go back. But 20 I, I kind of like did the, I did like the stone face and then he's like, put one of the books back. I said, like, okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I was a kid. So obviously I was cool with that because I knew I did wrong. Um, but that's the thing. I, it was those memories would just stick with me. I just remember how cold it was in the morning, but didn't didn't care. I wanted to get those damn comic books no matter what. I hear that. I hear yeah. that. So, so talk about you now. Mm-hmm. Here you are as a fan. Mm-hmm. So when did you start thinking about stepping into the creative world? Because I know at least with me, I know you, I brought you, when we brought you on the comic crew. Mm-hmm. You know, I I met you as this person from Australia. Yeah, I want to do some reviews. Why not? And this is so mm-hmm. many years ago at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And look, and look at this. Uh, Seven uh, years. Yeah, and, and this is actually one of the first Crusaders I met. And and he came from Australia, folks, all the way to Boston Comic Con. So a kudos to you, my brother. Thank I, you. I'm also happy to have met you in person. You know, mm-hmm. to say that Dodgy does exist, folks, is not an AI. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <I'm- laughs> So, so here you are, you, you, you know, so what made you first want to be a reviewer and then what made you step into the world of podcasting, which led to this world of you creating? So talk mm-hmm. about that journey, Dodgy. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go the, the, the ladder first because when I was a kid, I was, um, my mother used to draw. She, she used to draw a lot. Oh, Mama Simon's an artist? Hey. Yeah, and she would draw me like He-Man and... Like, I didn't need to buy posters. My mother used to draw us He-Man and um, nice. all the Master Universe characters. And she, well, I used to put them up on the wall because, I don't know, it was pretty, like, as a kid, that was pretty damn cool. And I and I became an artist as well. But I was, um, like, I used to watch movies and then i just try to retell stories of movies and I would try to create new characters for my movies. Or I was inspired by like, my G.I. Joe toys, my... Motu toys and I would just draw constantly right and then and then when I got my first comic book like at that time my my art endeavors were over I was drawing until until I was like 
10 or maybe 11 years old. And when I got into comics at age 14, that that drive kind of came back. And I thought, I used to draw for movies and whatever, like in my, my imagination. And I thought, why don't I do it for comics? So then I started to create my own characters back then. And a lot of characters that you're seeing in this book were actually drawn up probably... 1992, 93, oh my God. All the way through 97. Really? Yeah. That's wow. These are all the characters I, I invented. So they've always stayed in your heart and mind. Yes, that's mm. right. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. and then I, then I, I met Joe Cubert back here, I think it was 2010, and I asked him, I said to him, like, I was like, Mr. Cubert, uh, I've got these, like, about 50 characters here. I feel like I should be telling my story. What would you recommend? When I told him that, his eyes expanded. Oh, so dope. You know, he like... He, but folks, please look up Joe Cubit if you don't know who he is. I mean, oh, a fucking goodness. legend. Legend. He's a pillar. Pillar. Pillar of the industry. Yeah, okay. Yo, you know what? Even better worded. Absolutely. A pillar. He's a pillar to the industry. Like, his... Like, you, you stand him up and the, the industry's... Where it is because he's a of king. people he's like a king in the industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I told him that, like, I didn't expect that sort of reaction, and I was like, "He goes to me, you know what you got to do? You know, if you if you like to draw and if you like to write, put on your um your writing cap first, and then after you've done all that, then you put on your artist cap like this." He actually yeah, yeah, did yeah. that. His exact words, his exact movement, and I was like, "Man, that was so cool." And I didn't even think, like, he would even listen to me, but I could tell I got something because his eyes blew up. Like, he's like, 50 characters? Beautiful. Like this. Yeah. So, you know, that was amazing. So I um, want to start bringing it up because, you know, okay. I, 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 we need to start. You know, if you impressed Joe Cubit, a legend like that, Dodgy Dan, bro, <laughs> you are making my heart swell with pride here because like, this, oh, this is my homie, bro. And I'm so proud. Like, look at this. So, talk to us first before I move on. Mm-hmm. When when did this baby come about? What is Tidal Wave? So it's um it's a play with my name. I I initially had a different name in mind for probably like ten fifteen years, and that was Dried Leaf Studios. And I thought, ah, oh, I don't know. It doesn't really give anything it was going to just be an image of a leaf but then I thought it's going to look like a clover leaf or it's going to look like a maple leaf I don't want to do that I want to create something a bit different a bit original so then I went with Tidal Wave um, and I know there is another publisher named Tidal Wave in the correct spelling so hence why I threw in the studio at the front because I don't want to be associated with Tidal Wave yeah studio Tidal Wave that's correct so you know the, the logo has got the Tidal Wave Again, I wanted to be separate from the other company named Tidal Wave. So, yeah, the Tidal Wave logo is there. It's a it's a play of my name because Tiderman. Um, yes, I was I was thinking of other names like High Tide or or Low Tide, whatever. And I thought, no, I think Tidal yeah. Wave works better. Yeah, so I want to have water involved, but I got the watercolor right there in the title. Yeah, and I just wanted something simple and something that can be thrown up on a logo somewhere and, um, you know, not just be in the way, something subtle as well. Look at that, though. What a sexy, sexy logo. And yeah. First, let's get into it. Epa, this is it. 
through any one world on ASAP Imagination, yes. my brother, you had just dropped. Available now on the website. You can get your copy right there. Studio Tidal Wave presents Origins Number Zero. Holy effing shit, my brother. I mean, <laughs> Thank you, you are doing it. You got six. You got Dash and Frog Boy. You got the First Lady. Please, Dodgy, explain to us the world of Studio Tidal Wave. Okay, so it's um, centered around three characters, three siblings. First of all is Dash. Dash was meant to be a, um, well, I mean, essentially he's always been a cop, right? But he's a superhero. He's a superhero disguising himself to just fit into the public life and be a police officer. And one of the underlying features of the three siblings is the fact that their eyes are yellow. And because their eyes are yellow, one that can see in the dark, and also, just it really is just a visual a visual aspect of um, the DNA that they've been introduced with. I don't want to spoil it because there is an introductory tale in the book that I had to um, I had to throw in there. So you're getting these three stories plus a plus a fourth story that kind of explains Ooh. where the universe came from and how these characters came into existence. But Dash was like the the main the main character. I wanted to give him a bit of, um, you know, I hadn't, I had the thought in mind, but I was thrown additional um, influences later in life, like one of which was The Shield. I absolutely loved that show with yeah. um, Vic Mackey, um, Michael Chiklis. His role in that movie or in that series was phenomenal, and I absolutely loved the shit out of that show. So I wanted to give him um, a bit of. Um, a little bit of extra story by him yeah, being yeah. a fan of the show, and that's what influenced ah. him to become a police officer. So when he's th- you know, when he's in his um, thought process of why why the world is so different, is because of his influence from watching the Shield and getting a better understanding. His his view of the Shield of the TV series was his vision of the outside world because okay. he was um, capsulated in a world where he is like groomed to be the, the greatest superhero to ever exist. He was oppressed. He wasn't allowed outdoors. He never really actually met another human before. Oh, damn. In his world, he's just he's just new. And so in this story, you're just going to get a slight introduction. It's going to be eight pages um, introduction introductory story about him and his life and his decision to become a police officer. Okay, and and I've got to give a massive shout out to um, Ash Marty for his cover. So, if um, I I believe I might have added a slide in there of his um, original art, he's actually ripping off his um, Magna Mark, which is the the costume that he's wearing, to reveal. Yes, there it is, to reveal his police uniform underneath. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I didn't really give him a whole lot. I said he's a superhero who's becoming a police officer. So you know how you usually have the reverse, like Superman ripping open his button-up shirt to reveal the S? Well, Dash is ripping open his superhero costume to reveal his police uniform. And I think that was massively amazing. Because at the end of the day, not all police officers are bad. Don't blame the people for being ignorant for all of them because I have friends that are cops and they're very good people. Exactly. And, oh my um, God! What is this? 
So, look, th- this is not how I draw, but I drew this. Really uh, you did this? <laughs> yeah. So I drew this to give um, uh, Guilmero uh, Villarreal. Like, I've got to give a massive shout-out to him. He's an amazing artist. He stuck with me. Um, he's like my... He's like my comic book wife. Like he, he does everything with ah, me. And, he's yeah, a comic he's wife. The, yeah, yeah he, he's just the greatest. And I drew this to him to give. Hey, shout out, Manny. What's up, Manny? Um, so to give you an idea with this illustration was just to give Guilmero just an idea of what it is I'm trying to tell. Beautiful. I want to give the. I wanted to give him what I wanted. I like obviously, I want him to be an artist and be flexible in his own right. Like do what he does. That I mean, sorry, I need to be flexible. So he just jumps in and does his bit. Some things I agree with, and I say, yeah, yeah it's great. He's making me laugh here though, because you know, just looking at his arms, he reminds me of Wee Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, like I said, like that was just rushed. Like. And that's the outcome. That's what he did. Oh, look at that. Holy shit. What a, folks, look look at the image on the third panel and then look at that. What yeah. a fucking difference when you get somebody that actually knows how to draw. Not this is my brother. I'm just saying, yeah. Dodge set out the fucking map. That's what he does. He's the map layer and then somebody just cleans yeah. it up. And, and, yeah, and that's boy, was it cleaned up. This looks great. Yeah, like the thing with um with with Guillo and no, no discredit to him, English is not his first language. So I wanted to work with him because sometimes I want to give him a, a written explanation as well as a visual explanation. Of course, I, that that's that's what I tried to do was to help him that understand was because that translation was like perfect. Look at this. Yes, exactly. Look and at I'm so happy. Beautiful, beautiful job. Yeah. I'm, oh my God, what is this? These are just straight up pencils. These Dude. are just straight up pencils by Guillo. So this is Dash handing in his resignation from the Superhero Academy and moving into his new world Definitely of becoming does, a police officer. I agree, Manny. Definitely does look great. So Dodge, I know you've been um, a fan fan for such a long time. And you are a person that is celebrating the industry as a whole. So how do you feel now being on the creative side of all this? I feel like I've been a creator even longer than this. So even hey, though I have the book, look at that. You know what? Hey, hey, yeah. hey, wepa, that's right. No, I mean, I mean, I'm helping. I like the thing is, I take pride in helping up other creators. Like I've interviewed many, many people, even when I was yes, in you have. the cover caves. I interviewed other creators and helped them and, you know, just that's giving bad. them the platform. And I feel that's a creative process itself. Yeah. Because You've been a blessing to the independent comic community and you continue you. to be a blessing to the independent comic community because folks, you know, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just want to throw flowers at you because here you Thank are. You. Celebrating Andy, so you're the creator of Ripside Focus right now on ComicCrusaders.com, folks. Think mm-hmm. in the podcast, you know, which is celebrating individual comics, Thundercats, mm-hmm. in the celebrating independent publishers. I mean, mm-hmm. Dodgy, and here we are. You are an independent creator through ASAP Imagination, through another crusader. Like, fuck, bro, you are the motherfucking. Like MLK of independent comics or some shit. Thank well, you. I, don't bro, I, appreciate it. I mean, you are 
Yo, bro, you really, you know, you don't, you don't just celebrate it, you speak it. And thank, thank you. you for that, my my brother, no. for real. Like, I need to say that to you because it's like, when you say, like, yo, I love to support independent comics, no, you're not just that. You're also a creator of independent comics. Mm -hmm. And then on your shows, such as Thundercats, and thinking, the, you got independent comic creators, like, what the fuck? Like, bro... If you want to talk about the king of indie, I think I think we found him in Dodgy '86 <laughs> in the mix. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And um, like the thing is, I I learn from I learn on the fly, and I don't really like I'm not I'm not changing my characters. Um, well, speaking of changing, so <laughs> got to talk about this fella right here, right? So the Dodgy '86 in the mix wear bow ties. He does actually. Oh shit! <laughs> I hate bow ties, but I I, I won't hate you any less. Don't you worry. Okay, no worries. So, um, to give you a bit of a backstory with Sticks, so Sticks was another character who was influenced by a comic book that I read in um in um X Force, okay. illustrated by the fantastic Tony Daniel. If you could just go to the next page. No doubt, my brother. I mean, look at him. Yeah. Look at all sexy. That's how Dodgy versus Khans. He has two swords and a bow tie. <laughs> exactly. So this was this was a page from X Force, and I was like, this this, this team was called Code Blue, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, redheaded Dodgy. Oh shit. <laughs> And you know what, Manny? It's not the first time I've heard that. So, yeah, oh, kudos shit. to you, bro. You have a good eye. Uh, you have a really good eye. Um, uh, familia, bro. We know. Yeah. So this team here, and I and I was like, wow, like, this looks amazing. You know, why not have these guys in more issues or in more comics? Like, I thought the team looked amazing. They're like, um, they look like they search for supernatural beings. So it kind of has that X-Force feel to it. Yeah, man. And I was like, okay, I want to make a comic book like this. Not not exactly the same, but similar. Having a team of supernatural, um, like, police officers slash investigators. So, again, my like, the idea with Dash, uh, sorry, with Sticks was to give him a bit of that Fox Mulder slash this dude right here. Because I was yeah, like, but, damn, he looks so cool. Right? I thought I wore my twins today, shit. Yeah, and, but I mean, look at the shoulder pads. This is like 1993. 90s, for real, bro. Shoulder yeah. pads all the way, bro, making it look diesel back in the day. Yeah, and this was, and this here in the middle, in the, <laughs> in, the, in the front, in the middle, was actually Sticks. Okay. So that was my original vision of Sticks to make him wear a suit and to, to be like a, um, like a, you know, supernatural crime fighter. And he had a team. So we've got on the left, we've got um, The Cured, or DK Ray, as I nicknamed him. Okay. On the right is uh, Remy. So she's like, uh, guys, she's like so a half-five so Basically, in the middle, we have Dodgy. And to, your, yep. and to, and to Dodgy's right, we have Lance. And to Dodgy's <laughs> left, we have Tracy. And, and, and in the middle, uh, who is, is that Johnny? <laughs> yeah, Johnny Hughes. <laughs> as a Hulk. Yeah, you know what I mean, bro. The machine, bro. There we go. Yes. So, so with sticks, right? And this is where I'm coming to change. So, 
when I gave the word to Guillo, like I wanted to create a oh. character named Sticks, and he drew him with a moustache, and I was like, ooh, but I'm like, oh, you know what? Keep it. Like, that's what I said to myself. You know what? Keep it. Because I think I don't want to have Dash and Sticks look the same. I wanted to have them look different. That's so when you, you want that man the PI mustache. <laughs> well, I, I didn't at first and not initially, but I'm like, you know, like creative freedom. I was like, yeah, you know what? If you've got an artist that can make a slight change to the character, stick with it. Right, yeah, celebrate it, celebrate it. Yeah, celebrate it. So Sticks um, initially had a bow staff, as you can see, he's holding his bow staff there. And then when Kickass came out a few, or maybe ten or twelve years ago now, I gave him the billy club, so he wears the billy clubs in his back. Okay. So if you see him here, he's got billy clubs. Yes, yeah, he's he's like your version of a Nightwing, bro. Yeah. But he, but he's, um, you know, again, he's a, uh, you know, he has superhuman abilities. You can see in the dark, but he also has visions of. So, for example, if he's in, if he's in a room, he can have flashback sequences based on evidence that he sees. Oh, so he can kind of retell the story of of things happening before so that happen. He sees, he sees what happens. Okay, but exactly. I love this. Okay. Yes. So, so, he's, so he's in forensics, right? Yes, but but he's yeah. like um, not not legal because his friends in the FBI and his friend is like sneaks him in and lets him and his crew do their investigation part. So he put so so Red is his name is his name of his friend. So Redmond will actually will sign off to say, you know what, I give Sticks the ability to jump in and have a look, but all responsibilities on me. But yeah. he's hoping to get the job done. And this is the pinup from inside um, Origins as well. So here we see the crew, more modernized. And, um, yeah, so – and this team is called Spook Stomp. Spook Stomp number one is going to come out next year. I've already got Guillo on art for Spook Stomp. Nice. So Spook Stomp. Yes. Spook Stomp. Spook Stomp. Yeah, bro. So this yeah. is horror-based? Yeah, it is horror based. I love it. I mean, yeah, look, at horror. look at that axe, boy. You would think it's Puerto Rican. <laughs> exactly. So, and who is the first lady, bro? Okay, so first lady is like the, like Magnum Force. The story that's going to come after this is my version of the Avengers or X Men or whatever you want to call it, right? So my super team. This was the team that Dash was destined to lead. Dash was meant to be the leader of of Magnum Force and with uh with Sticks. Sticks is just not competent enough to run in his far in their father's view, he's not competent enough. But I think he's just misunderstood. Right? Okay. And but First Lady is the third choice, but she's probably in my opinion the best choice. Because really? she's she's got superhuman strength. She's um she's well disciplined she is um a, can be a little bit of a loner, okay, and, and that's her part of her adjustment of leading a team, right? Okay. So with her, she's she's left behind, but then like, so Mercer, their father, is like, you know what, I'm gonna make you the leader, okay, even even if you you don't want it. But she she's kind of she's in that in that space of her life, like she'll do what she's told, 
because she wants to. She feels it's the right thing to do. Gotcha. And and I was kind of proud of her. That's an image of Mercer. So Mercer is going to come in Magnum Force number one. Yeah, he looks so he managed. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. So um, so Mercer is basically he is a combination of say Professor X and Magneto. Like he's one that you just don't trust. Gotcha. But he is the founding father, and he is the um, the caretaker. So I just hey, want to say, what's going on here? Ooh, yeah. sexy <laughs> No, so this is a page that we initially created, uh, myself, Guillo, and uh, Marco, Marco Pagnotta, the colorist for this. Yeah. So initially, this was the original original page, and I thought, and also my editor involved, Jennifer DeRoss, she's my editor, and she was very um critical about some of the pieces I had, in particular this page. So we had to cut out the top right-hand corner panel because it kind of like, in her view, it just really didn't make any sense. And I was like, you know what, that's kind of true. So if you go to the next slide, because you will see an updated panel, and in the updated panel it's kind of like, it's her thought process about what it would be like to lead, and she kind of wished that her brothers were there. Because if you can see on the, um, you can see the first lady on the, or Meg, her name is Meg. Yes. So Meg there is on the right, Dash is in the middle, and on the left is Styx. And, uh, um, yeah, so she kind of was visualizing what it would be like to fight alongside her and, brothers. And, and look at this art, folks. How dope is that art, yo? Yeah. I'm kind of talk, proud of it. Talk about your creators, you know, that you teamed up with on this. I mean, the art looks fantastic. Yeah, so um, Willow is a godsend. I seriously, um, I couldn't work with another artist, in my opinion. He's my Jack Kirby to, you know, to me. Yeah, like he's family. my gotcha. Yeah, so he's my he's my go-to guy, a fantastic artist. Again, oh, I cannot praise him enough. And we did this pinup of uh, Magnum Force. So the bottom right-hand corner, um, you've got Funky Monkey. Again, an old-school character I named uh, like I nearly 30 it. years ago. <laughs> and then we've got um, on the left is uh, La Fantasma. She's a second-generation Mexican um, magician. So she has the ability to, um, when she wears her mask, she lets off gases of hallucination, and people think that she's like more sinister and monstrous looking than gotcha. she really is. Hey. She just fears, she just fears the shit out of her. And her father did the same, so she's a second generation hero. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, and magician as well. And then we've got, um, so we've got Buzzkill, or actually, I named her, renamed her Buzzchill. So she is um, an Islamic woman of um, Pakistani heritage, and she wears um, the bee helmet over her um, hijab. So she wears a helmet over a hijab, So, and she wears, like, she loves to wear bee-orientated colors, so it's kind of cool. Got the, the, you know, the yellow and black there. And in the back, yep. we've got Taipan, who has um, tattoos all li- nearly, literally all over his body. And when he claps his hands like this, um, the snakes, his body becomes the... Like, no, but, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. My first thought is when you said that this is the clap on the superheroes. Yes. 
The way, so when he claps his hands, his skin becomes like snake-like, and or even sometimes the snake tattoos can protrude from his body as well. And yeah, no, he's and no, his no. his limbs can stretch. And he, who's he this? Little... <laughs> who's this? Tell me. All right, so this is um, Finnegan the Frog Boy. <laughs> so Finn is um, a carefree soul. He doesn't really care about anyone in his life, and suddenly he's given these um, these croak pills, and these croak pills transformed him from an average human to frog boy. Frog boy. Weapon. Yes. So initially this was a comic book strip. I, I studied art when I was in school, so I did visual arts, and... The, my teacher was like, you know, everyone's got to create something original, and I decided to make comic books or comic book strips. And I was the only person doing it because everyone's doing, you know, their painting, water paints, acrylic yeah. paints. And I decided, you know what, I want to do my comic book. Like, I was into comics at the time. Not many people I knew were. And I created comic book strips, and the teacher was like, oh, this is absolutely amazing. I'm going to put this up on all the walls at school. And I was like, uh, are you sure? So one of them was Frog, and his name at the time was Frogman. So Frogman, obviously due to um, to to lore and you know keeping the name. Well, I didn't want to really be in any trouble. I was going to go Man Frog. Found out there is a Man Frog, and I'm like, you know what, there really Frog is Boy. A there is Man Frog, I believe, from the. I, I know it's probably in the 1960s. Um, oh, wow. I cannot remember the publisher. But it was basically, um, yeah, about a guy in a scuba diver outfit that went in the water. Anyways, so I, I went with because I showed this, I showed this to a friend, and she's like, you know, you should, you should keep doing uh, Frogman. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, and then at the end, when I started to, you know, get my dash all sorted out, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a parody piece for Dash using. Frog Boy, but and the same thing happened with Sticks. The same thing happened with uh, First Lady. So when you read my book, you're gonna get not one, but four Frog Boy short oh, comic strips. Oh, you hear this, folks? Yo, you're gonna get like overvalued for your dollars. This is crazy. Oh uh, yeah. So to give a massive shout out, Mike Hardigan is the artist um, that you saw in the previous page. Unfortunately, Mike had other endeavors to take care of so what mike did he told me look you can get someone else to do it so i hired um nicholas torres he was the um illustrator for franklin and ghost yeah so he he drew the other three and he by, said by, me, by you know double you know what was it uh, garrett gun right WG? yeah garrett gun that's correct yeah, so when I, when I reach out to nick he's like yeah he was honored but when he drew the first one he said to me, bro, I had so much fun drawing this. Can I do more? And I was like, well, if you want, I've what? got two more. Yeah, I said to him, I've got two more wow. if you want. Yeah. So then he did the other three. I am digging the set. Look, look at your journey, Dodgy. I mean, incredible. And yeah, I was um, 16 or 17. Yeah, look at that. Shout out, L.A. Wepa. L.A. Cunningham. Wepa. Yeah, is it L.A. or should we call you La Cunningham? La Cunningham. L.A.C. Uh, or oh, 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 Lack. No, no, no. She doesn't like anything because she is full no, of skills. 
Let me tell you about that. Anyway, anyway um, yeah, for real, imagination in the building. Shout out. Thank you. So, yeah, so fro- that Frogman sketch was actually from my um, my diary that I had for art. So there's a visual arts diary, and that's oh, what the original right. sketch was. And this one was a re- more recent picture. When I was um, told I should try to bring Frogman, or as he was known back then, back to life, I drew this. I tried to give him some... Yeah, I tried to read. I like that. It's so cartoonish. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's the idea. I don't want to make it serious. I actually want to make it still slapstick. And, and there it goes. What an example of slapstick right there. Yeah, I had so much fun with this. So Talk about so the that, team, kiddo, because, I mean, look at this art. Look at this um, inking. Look at the lettering. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about this whole panels right here. Okay, so to be honest, there's only two people actually involved in all of this. Wow. So first one is Mike Hardigan from New Zealand. I saw his art on um, Instagram as well as DeviantArt, and I was like, man, I've got to reach out to this guy. Like, I I asked him, hey, what's happening, Captain Puncher? Captain Puncher, wepa, metapela, no So... Thank you. I hope to. I, I actually hope to do more more strips. I like. I wish I had a lot of content that I could actually make this into a webtoon. But time will tell. Time will tell. So you this was. So this was actually meant to be added to dash number one. Uh, dash number zero. I beg your pardon, because okay. that was my first story. Then it comes sticks, and then first ladies. So sticks okay. and first ladies. Um. Frog Boy has more about what's happening in the story and just adding a punchline to it and making it slapstick, right? And it's exactly. like it's like it does include a bit of um, comical violence, like it's not like it's but no no more violent than what you saw in like an old Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse cartoon from the nineteen forties. Yeah, because some of those things that in nowadays would be questionable, especially holding a gun and things like that. But it does have a little bit of that comical violence to it. But not over the top. It's not gory or anything. So with this here, I had to add it to the um, to the the other story, the fourth story I threw in. So I added this as basically I've got the introductory to my universe, and then I've got an introductory to Frog Boy, right? And the idea with Frog Boy, you know how in some comic books or some media you really can't put in real-life TV shows or real-life movies or real-life consoles. So everything that I add in there is going to be related to Frog Boy. So Frog Boy is going to be the vision that other that my characters see on TV and in movies and in video games. So so to shout out, and I did ramble on a little bit, I apologize. But this here, um, the illustrator Mike Hardigan, absolute genius. Um, I absolutely loved it. He modeled what I wanted, including the noses. Um, like, I just love Frog Boy's nose. And I know oh, wow. Nicholas has kind of carried that as well in his um, future art. And then the um, lettering is by DC Hopkins. And DC Hopkins had done Ooh. the lettering. All oh, the way wait, throughout. What the fuck? I've heard of DC Hopkins prior. How the fuck yes. is land homie? So I kind of just went a little bit out there and said, hey, it, like went on the Twitterverse and just said, hey, I'm looking for a letter or anyone interested. Like, simple as that. And he actually said to me, 
I'm a semi-pro letterer. I've done lettering for, um, and he showed me images of Titans, uh, Teen Titans, as well as, um, you know, he did um, Batman as well. He actually, his name's DC, but he actually does work for DC Comics as well as. Um, Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. That as well as um, IDW, he does um, lettering for a lot of. But the thing I love about DC is the fact that he was asking me questions, uh, critical questions, that I didn't really know the answer to. And I said to him, look, I'm really sorry, DC. I'm, an, I'm a novice here. Like, I know nothing. Like, you know, you've got to treat me like a noob. Like, yep. please. just. And he was so supportive. He he didn't Amazing. undermine me, and he said to me, "Look, I don't think this will work. Can you get your colorist to resend me the images, but in a higher frequency?" And I was like, "Okay." So I learned. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so he really supported me, and I thought, man, like you know, you need that. You need these sorts of people, people that can support you and guide yeah. you because, and like if you're up front and just say, "Look." I I am new to this. Like what you're asking me, I don't understand. And he came back to me and explained it more properly. So he helped me with the layouts of the pages. He Ooh. actually helped me out with the logo as well for the front page. You know, That's he nice. he did more than what he was. It, they, they went above and beyond to help support the project because you know what? At the end of the day, thank you, Daji. Uh, you know, you. listen. You know, we're about to end our show. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you. Look at you. No, I'm you. proud of you as a fellow crusader that you started the world on reviews. Then you said, let me do podcasts. And then you said, let me step into creating my own book. Bro, mm-hmm. I mean, what a journey. What a thank real you. elevation. I am proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, flowers to you. Thank you for thank being you. brave and bold. Because, again, not many people are able to do this. Not many people are brave enough to, you know, put themselves out there like that. Mm -hmm. Just thank you, Daji. As a fellow Crusader brother, I Mm -hmm. am proud of you. As a comic book fan, I thank you for creating Mm -hmm. content that's going to take me out of this world for a minute, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever time it is for me to read that book. (laughs) <laughs> that, that that you allow me time just to get away, to have some uh, fun, and not think about that every day. So as exactly. an independent creator, kudos to you. I'm proud of you for taking these steps. For real, I mean that. All our mm-hmm. crusaders are because we are like so surrounded by creative talent, the comic crusaders. And to see each and every one of you, you know, go to the next step, I could only be so proud. And feel like almost like a daddy behind this, like yo, <laughs> Papa Bear, like yo, that's right. Yeah, no, it's so look true. at my cats right here. These brothers and my family are making me proud. You know, we don't just talk it; we do it. And like Dodgy, thank you again. So, last point here in our interview today: mm-hmm. as a newly minted independent creator. What are your best opinions for people also trying to step into the game? I think just um, just just live your dream because, to be honest with you, this Origins book has taken a bit too long for me to make and actually pull the plug and actually go go through with it because I did already have 
the first lot of pages for Dash made in 2015. Wow. And in the, in the sandbags because I just didn't follow through. And thankfully, I had someone like Guilla who he actually told me, I really enjoy working with you because you have such a big imagination. Shout out, Guilla. Much love, kiddo. Come on, yeah, so we can talk about it. Yeah, no, I'd love to have Guilla on your show because um, obviously, you know, you both can speak Spanish. And, um, well, para que sepan, puñeta, amiga de Isabela, para que sepan. Yeah, but um, but you know, and I think if you just go through with it, follow through. If you even if you don't have all the knowledge, find the knowledge. Uh, watch um a lot of the um YouTube shows, a lot of undercover capes. Watch the interviews because you're coming across people who are creating as well. And there's always going to be roadblocks. There's always going to be shortfalls. There's always going to be mistakes. There's always going to be something. But get good people with you. Get an editor. Getting editor was the best thing for me because Jennifer pulled no punches. She made life hell, and she's like, "Why, why, 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 why?" And I was like, "This at the end, like, why?" But it was good because I had to push myself. You, if you understand the story, doesn't mean Al's going to understand the story. Doesn't mean Paul's going to understand the yes. story. If you if you know the story you're telling, and if it's not coming through the right way, that other people won't understand. You're, you're destined for failure. So just reach out. Hire an editor. Hire someone who's going to be critical of you, someone who's going to critique you, because at the end of the day, that criticism can mean that your book is going to be a million times better than the original plan. So, and that's that's all I can say. I can't think, I cannot thank everyone enough who's been involved with Studio Title Wave. I hired artists from like all over the world. Um, my three, my three cover artists from three different countries. Wow. <laughs> the colorist from two different countries. You know, wow. um, yeah, like it's crazy. I love, so, I love it. You see, folks, this is what independent kindness is about. It's a celebration, not just independent creation, but a celebration of the world and finding talent from all over, all over it. So, exactly. bro, for real, bro, last piece of advice then. I always like to end with advice. So, um, you know, you've done what you do. So what's the last thing you can tell any creator? Because here you are, years that we've spoken, years that we've known each other. Amazing. And now you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right? What do you want to tell somebody trying to do it right now? I think just um, just get pen and paper, get your computer out, and just start writing your story. If you feel like there's something in your mind that you really need to get out there, if you are such a fan, um, if you're such a fan that you really need to um, to tell your story, just get pen and paper and just start writing. Even if even if it's just a section of a story, have that. Yeah. And then if you, and then if you have something else that comes to mind, maybe another chapter, just write it down because. What you can do in the future is that you can marry them together. You could say, you know what, that first story was great, but maybe not suitable for issue number one. It might be suitable yes. for issue number two. Yeah. And then you have another story, and then you just write it down and just have it like in just bullet point and just say, you know yes. what, you can you can use it in the future and um and 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 don't and don't like just be about ah. Oh, it's just something that it's going to stay there forever because it may, you know, what you write down today might look different to what it would be in a year's time. 
just write it down on how you feel at this very moment. Epa. You heard hear that, folks? Those are the words of wisdom. I'm a person that has been acclimated in comics for a number of years now through Comic Crew, through his own mm-hmm. endeavors. I mean, you know, Dodgy, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, I'm proud of you as a fellow crusader, as a fellow brother from another mother, as a friend. Like, yo, um, I can't wait to find these at my local comic shop. I oh, can't I wait till you start touring conventions, even if it's in Australia, but you're going to get it done. I believe it. That, and believe in this that much. So with that, folks, mm-hmm. you know what to do. Let me keep, let me, let me repeat this one last time because I've been sharing this. I need you to follow Dodgy because first of all, Dodgy, host a whole bunch of amazing podcasts and comic crusaders. So please check out Thinking the Podcast, which celebrates individual comics, right? Then I need you to go follow Thundercats, which celebrates publishers. And then go to Yana Wepa, where it's me and him, motherfucking hanging out, talking madness all motherfucking day, (laughs) all right? Absolutely. And then, most importantly, I need you to follow his publishing press. Bro, Tidal Wave. Go to Twitter mm-hmm. at Tidal Wave. T Y D A one Wave. All right. Go follow my my homie Dodgy. The number eight, you know, eight six in the mix for real is amazing. And of course, follow my big homie Paul ASAP Imagination. Yeah, this link you go and buy this amazing book right now, and not just Tidal Wave Studio presents the origins, but a whole bunch more. So mm-hmm. this is actually a big celebration of indie, independent creation, and opportunity. So, folks, if you don't know about ASAP Imagination, you better look into it because this is one my big bull right here. Dodgy Edis is the mixes involved in this. So, again, bro, Dodgy. Anything else we need to be kept aware of? Are you going to be doing any convention in Australia anytime soon? What up, bro? Um, well, the convention scene, I um, believe I will be attending one in June, but just as a fan or even just a just as a as a touring, <laughs> just uh, touring around and talking to yeah. independent creators. Oh, wait, we're going to get to the table soon. Yes, but can I just say one thing? The end of this year... Dash is having his first solo story called Dash Street Cop Number One. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. We're getting the number one, Dodgy. Yes, Dash uh, Dash Street Woo! Cop Number One, folks. Yo, again, pick up the origins right now, so that we will get ready for that book right now exactly. on com. Yo, check it out. Real talk. Follow Dodgy everywhere. You know, Tidal Wave, you know, I mean, for real, Dodger 86 in the mix. Check out his shows. And we're about to do episode number 60 of the Yeah Not episode as we talk about this 60 weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. You feel me, folks? You hear that? All right. So, with that, Dodger, again, just thank you for what you do. I am proud of you, my brother. Thank I mean, you. I, I couldn't be happier to see a fuller crusader making waves, creating their projects, and following their passion. Because hopefully we have been a part of that inspiration. And again, you know, I could not be more proud. So with that, folks, again, this is my homie, 
my brother from another mother from down under. Wepa, para que sepan, carajo, puñeta. You better check us out Saturday, every Saturday at 8 p.m. on the Yeah, no. Wepa. Show. Show. And then I need you to go check them out. We need to think in the extra on Fridays. Think in the podcast every other Saturday. Thundercast every other Saturday after Think Indie. I mean, for real. I mean, yo, Shane, Shane right here does not just live the culture of Indie. He's a producer of it. He is a Thank celebrator you. of it. I mean, yo, bro, this is the Stan Lee of motherfucking Indie. Like, he's really, he's really, no, 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 Dodgy. You're celebrating indie from Australia in a way yeah. that most people don't. So it's really Thank important you. for you to celebrate all these amazing up-and-coming creators the way that you do. So thank, thank you for you. allowing my platform to host what you do. I love you for that. Thank and I'm only going to ever celebrate you and my big homie Paul from ASAP and everybody involved in ASAP Imagination. Please check out everyone from that platform because believe you me, you're going to be extremely satisfied that the world of indie could be no better, for real. So, yeah. Daji, I'm going to hang out with you in another hour. So you mm-hmm. do what you do. And with that, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight to this very special, for me, Comic Crusaders podcast, uh, as I host my 186 at that, as I host my fellow brother from Yana, Web of the Comic Crew Undercover Capes, Yo, bro, for real. I, I really mean that. I love you, kiddo. I, I just, I, I like enthusiastic what you do. I need signed copies of everything you got. Because, <laughs> bro, I'll put that shit on you the will. wall, too. On my wall of fame. Right? This is my brother right here. So yeah. thank you again, everybody. You all rock. Yo, L.A. Cunningham, thank you. Yo. Yeah, for real. I mean, you part of that launch, L.A. You part of that launch. You be helping ASAP. You like a boss yourself, LA. You got amazing books. So with that, thank you everybody for tuning in. Hang out with us at Yana Wepa show all the time. But this is all about Dodgy. No, not even Dodgy. I'm sorry. He doesn't want me to say that. This is all about Shane Tideman, my brother from another mother. Uh, Shane, thank you again for your time. Thank you for doing what you do. You are incredible. You are the future, and I can't wait to see this shit on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. <laughs> oh, God, I wish that that yeah. would be, yeah. yeah let's manifest that shit, motherfucker. It's going to be on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon one day. With that, I love you, my brother. Thank, Thank you, everybody, you. for tuning into a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And with that, we're la próxima. Later, my people. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.